All right, welcome into the My Hero Academia podcast. We still don't have a name picked out. We're fast approaching October 15th. That's the cutoff for the date to be able to vote for this podcast. If you're hearing this today, you might be listening to it on the Dragon Ball Super Dope feed. This is typically something I just put up on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon, Super Dope, whatever the fuck. Um, but a lot of people who listen to our show who might not be on the Patreon yet, they are into My Hero Academia, and a lot of people were able to get out and go see the movie in theaters this past week. So I figure good excuse to you know throw some um, extra thoughts over your way. Um, me and Carlton did not have the opportunity to sit down and do an episode uh, last week, mainly because we had to go to fucking Boston randomly, very uh, kind of short notice. But to be able to see this movie, the only place we could get tickets was at a theater in fucking Chinatown in Boston. I tried to get tickets 24 hours in advance. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm like, oh, cool. My dad posted up a picture on, on Facebook of him and my uncle Julius and my little sister at the theater, unable to get in to see the movie because it was all sold out. And I'm like, oh, damn. I better try to buy tickets for tomorrow night right now. Sold out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all sold out. So I text tons of fun. I'm like, dude, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to Boston? So we did. We we bought tickets to a, scre a screening in Chinatown at the AMC in Boston. And I got to tell you, man, atmosphere for that movie. It was so packed. It was so crazy, crazy busy. And everybody in that theater was so excited. They just had such a fun time. It was like a fun communal experience, you know, being able to watch it with everybody there in the theater. But I know that a lot of listeners for Super Dope, they too may have partook. So if you haven't, I'll give you the spoiler free uh, portion of this. So um, after that screening that night, Thursday, it was a Thursday, it got a little wild. I, for some reason, ended up at a college bar night with my buddy Brian and my buddy Pete. And then Brian dropped me off. And uh, like an hour later, he's like, hey, man, like I, I came back to do the the My Hero Academia podcast just to talk about two heroes, you know, and he's like, hey, man, Carter five just dropped. You want to fucking listen to it? I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. Mike's Ron. Let's go. We'll listen to it. We'll record it. Who cares? You have to sit here and listen to my thoughts on an anime you've never heard of or know anything about. Cool. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like, just be yourself. He's funny. Me and him have a good back and forth sometimes. Uh, you're going to hear that um, in just a few minutes. So prepare yourself. Um, it was recorded at like 2.30 a.m. Uh, so Friday morning. And uh, I would like to think maybe it's funny. I haven't listened to it since that night. So oh, it's probably embarrassing. So take a listen to that. And then if you want to head over to the Patreon page, we'll have the, the Carter 5 breakdown up on there for you to listen to for free. Um. All right, My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, the movie. Pretty awesome experience to go see it in the movie, uh, the movie theater. Um, everybody there was a, in an awesome mood. So, light spoiler-free review. Um, the the plot for this movie is fairly simple, and it actually ties in to episode fifty-eight of the anime, where at the end of the episode, All Might gets an email from his niece Melissa. Now, Melissa. Damn, that sounds American. Sure enough, yeah, she's an American. And she's the daughter of David Shield. 
David Shield is a famous scientist in the My Hero world. And he and All Might worked together when All Might was a foreign exchange student in America. So Melissa writes this email to All Might and invites him to come to I Island, uh, this magical, secret, floating, scientific research island where her and her dad live to surprise him. And at the same time, there's like all these other brilliant people going on there uh, for you know this big science fucking festival, basically. So it kind of gives the plot the excuse to get, you know, all my over to this island to see his old buddy, David Shield. He obviously brings Deku with him because he's like, hey, man, you got to start to do some training. We got to get you out in the field and shit. And because there's this big science festival going on and on I Island throughout the movie, it gives characters from the anime an excuse to show up as well. So students from UA High, where they typically wouldn't be out on this island just randomly when it's supposed to be a Deku and All Might adventure, they too are there. So not only does it allow that, you know, the plot's pretty simple and straightforward in that regard, but it, it's cool because it gives us a peek into All Might's past. And young All Might working alongside David Shield during his time in America it's it's cool kind of back and forth and i think that's where my hero academia really excels is being able to continue to build the backstory while still giving us the story that we're watching with deku now and they do it beautifully with how they you know portray the young all might and david shields and their connection and their relationship and you know how essentially they're partners they're brothers you know so once all might is there him obviously being the you know the symbol of peace it's still at this point um with him still being the symbol of peace it He's he's got a target on his back for villains, right? And not to mention this I Island place, even though it's explained that, you know, it, it always moves around. It's at risk of being attacked. And sure enough, some villains show up as they do in the My Hero world. Some stuff goes down. I'm not going to get too specific with the plot there because I want you to be able to enjoy it and, and watch it if you haven't been able to yet. Um, but it's a pretty simple, straightforward plot where everybody really gets a couple of moments apiece to be able to shine a little bit. Uh, All Might has his moment. Deku has his moment. All the minor characters have their moments. There are a list of characters who are um, criminally underutilized in this movie. And I'm not going to tell you who. But some of my favorites, some of my favorite ones are criminally underutilized. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you listen to that podcast that we do on the Patreon page, you know who my favorite characters are. Ugh. Annoying, man. So annoying. Um, other than that, you know, there are some awesome fights, some awesome action scenes throughout the movie, not just that final climactic battle, which definitely blows them all out of the water. That last battle in this movie is amazing. Um, but there are other awesome, equally, not equally, but, you know, just as cool. Mm, that's like equally. There are other awesome fight scenes throughout the duration of this movie as well. Uh, there's some really fun, cool character moments. Um, you know, the new villains that we see, the quirks that they have are pretty interesting. They're cool. They, they manifest well on screen in terms of visuals. You know, one of the, one of the minor characters that didn't skimp on in this movie is, is my boy Kirishima. I think Kirishima is my favorite, like minor ish character. Um, I, I think Kirishima is also gay for Bakugo and, um, uh, you know, me and MJ talk about it. Sometimes, uh, I ship them. I guess Bakugo and Kirishima, man. Like, Kirishima is so in love with Bakugo. It's just ridiculous to me, and that's on full display in this movie at certain points. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Mineta is also really funny in this movie, as, you know, per usual, talking about his balls and stuff. This movie was great. 
Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to see it, hopefully I didn't wreck anything for you in this uh, almost 10 minute rant now. Um, but go see it. If uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing any additional screenings. I'm pretty sure the last screening is the shit, dude. I think it's tonight, Tuesday the 2nd. So after you hear this, you're not going to have any more opportunities to see it. Unless, you know, some theaters get wise as to how GD popular it was. Could not fucking believe that all of the Providence screenings were sold out. And that the closest place I could get tickets was in Chinatown in Boston. That's amazing to me. The dedication of this fan base is tremendous. And everybody in that theater, we all clapped. We all cheered. We all had fun together watching that movie. It was, everybody had fun. Like I said it when we did the Broly podcast a few weeks back. Everybody had fun. Mission accomplished. Even though the plot here in this movie is nothing fucking crazy. It's fun as hell. And it's done very well. And I cannot wait for the next My Hero Academia movie. Or more accurately, I cannot wait for My Hero Academia season four. Um, season three just wrapped up. And... Uh, can't wait to see how uh, you know things shake out, especially with the you know the workplace study, their internships or they're not internships. They're like actually heroes now, right? Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. And I, I read ahead on the manga a little bit, and if I think they're gonna do in season four what I think they're gonna do, you know, with Endeavor, uh, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Anyway, that's going to do it for my spoiler-free review there. Um, coming up, you're going to hear a bunch of sound of me and my buddy Brian Mellor trying to do a podcast way late at night. Me trying to rope it back to My Hero Academia, but just constantly being derailed. I assume it's funny. I hope it's funny. It's probably annoying. Let's be real. I'm annoyed just thinking that I have to listen to this sound right now and edit. <laughs> that annoys me. So maybe it won't annoy you, but maybe it will. I don't know. You have to listen and see. All right. Uh, super dope. Attacking the fucking co-host right out of the gate. Welcome in My Hero Academia podcast. All right. So that's what we're calling it for now. Part of the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. You can vote on the name of this podcast. Right now, the vote, uh, like in the lead, is Super Dope plus Ultra, which is totally what I'm into. So it's... 2.30 in the morning on Friday morning, Thursday night, however you want to look at it. And my buddy Brian Mellor is here with me. Don't tell my wife. No, I won't. So me and Mellor are going to Nashville. Nashville. In like, what, like five, six weeks? Uh, about that. Yep. I'm amped. It's right after Rhode Island Comic Con. It's right after the Fathom Events uh, screening of... Fusion Reborn and Bardock, the father of Goku. You've got no idea what the fuck I just said, but it's a relevant event. It's a relevant date. If you say so. From my podcast life, dude. It totally is. 
We'll probably have another live event. Dude, we just had our first live podcast the other day. Can we just talk about how uh, this little Shenron pop is trying to fuck me right now? It's a it's a dragon. Yep, and he wants to fuck me. Why? He just has those red eyes. He's looking at me and he says, These wild ass whiskers want to fuck you. And I'm scared. Wow. I've never had somebody feel so intimidated by the dragon. Yeah, look at those fucking whiskers, dude. No, I wouldn't even say they're whiskers. Like, it's kind of like the Fu Manchu Montif. Montage. Yeah, well, he's bigger than my dick, so I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you're going to have to worry about getting fucked by a plastic dragon currently boxed in a Funko Pop box. Don't worry about it. You never know. So, me and Carlton, tons of fun. Tons of so so earlier earlier today, right? We're fucking me and Carlton went out to Boston tonight to go watch the new My Hero Academia Two Heroes movie. And get your buttholes licked. Um, I mean, that dude totally would have gotten his asshole cleaned for sure if there was like a nice convenient place to stop along the way, but it just didn't work out that way. It wasn't in the cards tonight. Agreed. But we had to go to Boston because all fucking seven from Tuesday to Monday, so seven days worth of movies, were all sold out in Providence. Like, it's only one showing a day, granted. Like, it's super fucking limited, but, like, the fact that it was completely sold out. My dad tried to bring my sister last night, and they showed up thinking it wasn't that huge of a deal and that there really wouldn't be anybody there that could show up and buy tickets. They went to fucking Providence. They drove, like, 25 minutes, turned away. All sold out. So I tried to log on last night to buy tickets for a Thursday night show for Providence. And I was like, oh, I got to buy this shit 24 hours in advance. I'll be good. No. Every fucking single Providence show through Monday night is completely sold out. The closest place for us to go see this movie was in Boston. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So the sanctuary city of Providence Mm -hmm. was sold out. Completely. Are you surprised by that? I mean, I know you threw in the Whoa. sanctuary city thing, meaning that maybe you're implying that maybe immigrants no, are the no, reason no, that. No, 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 Because no. there are many Asian people no. in Providence. Yes, there's a lot of Asian people. There's also people. a lot of Hispanic they're, people they're who love great. anime hey, more hey, than hey, Japanese, hey, 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 arguably. Before you try to turn me into some badass asshole, I, don't I like to, to go to Wara Wara on Hope Street. They have the best ramen, Ken's Ramen. Can go fuck themselves because Wara Wait, Wara what did you Japanese call them? Wara 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 on Hope Street in Providence. Oh, has the best ramen in Providence. Ken's ramen can go fuck themselves. Is that the place with the blue banner? Wara Wara, yeah, it's like around um, the corner from the Chinese flea market. Uh, I'm not sure, like but off it, of Broad it, Street? it is on Hope Street. No, it's on Hope Street. So you drive past oh, Hope Street's east side, no, right? Right, so you drive past, um. Tortilla that's rich flats, person ramen. Keep going, keep 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 going. We're like way that fuck down. Yeah, that's rich person ramen. <clears throat> Have you been but, to the um, place in Bristol? Sakuratani. Yeah. Oh, best ramen around. Oh my Better god. Better than Wara Rawa. Yo, I drove by there say, this morning. Right, I drove by there this morning. They had a little like easel, like a chalkboard outside that you'd right. buy like a five year old kid, yep, right? Yep, yep, and yep. on the chalkboard it said, "We are 
delivery with yep. their phone number. Yep. <laughs> I right. was like, yo, they fucking deliver ramen now. I'm about to get so fucking fat. Man. True story. I went there last week with my fiance. Um, had delicious ramen, delicious yakitori, which are it's like a skewer like beef teriyaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got um scallops, shiitake mushrooms, eggplant. So, half the Phenomenal. menu is ramen. The other half is basically all sorts of of different foods, and everything is on a skewer. So I got the scallops on a skewer. That those were really good. But I also so made. Went. Yeah, I've been there like bitch. three or four times. Oh, I you love didn't that. Say that. Thanks Dude, for the fucking invite. I am a five minute walk down the street. Well, yeah. If you uh, wa- yeah. if you ever want to come over to my apartment, we'll chug some beers and walk down the street to get uh, ramen. Yeah. I would do that happily. Oh, thanks but, for the invite. I mean, I've done it with uh I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> me and Shannon have gone a handful of times. Uh, and then uh, me and Feds and uh, Smitty went one yeah, time. Scar. Scored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except scarred. except uh, the one time that yeah. I went and I got the Ebby ten. Which is jumbo shrimp. Okay? I'm thinking like jumbo cocktail shrimp. Yo. No. These motherfuckers like they the had size eyes. of like me, right? They had like 15 legs. They had a hard ass shell on top of them. But they still had a skewer up through their butthole merging out through their head. It was probably fucking delicious, right? It, it, once I got through the legs and the shell, like once I finally well, peeled the fucking up, thing. Dude, it was not an easy peel. That's the thing. I feel like I was peeling a raw, like live shrimp. Dude. It was so hard, and I don't mean that in no sexy way. Hey, maybe it was hard. But yeah, peel me, Kyle. Peel wow. me, Kyle. Well, I'm about to peel you into some My Hero Academia, so you don't know. Mel- I have no Melor, idea what that means. Melor doesn't watch anime. I so. appreciate the Asian culture, the Japanese culture, the Chinese culture. No offense to the Koreans. I'm not too big on the Korean culture. Why? What's wrong with the Koreans? No, I, I just, I'm not big on the Korean culture. I don't know much about, you know, anything they do. Well, the culture that we lick asshole around here for is the Japanese culture. Okay, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, ramen. We get the fucking sushi. Sakura on the east side of Providence, Wicked in the Street. Best sushi around. Fucking excellent sushi. Unreal. Yo, you ever been You've to that been place? There? Have you ever been Without to that- me? Yeah. Fuck you. Have you ever been to the place in Dartmouth? Azuma? Yeah, dude. 2195 a person, all you can eat. Oh! Dude, how fucking amazing is that place? Yeah, no shit. That's hibachi. Uh, That's like American shit, though. So, yeah, but they got Sakura, some pretty good rolls there. Sakura. The sushi at Sakura is the best sushi I've ever had in my life. Never been to Japan. No offense if anybody's listening. Yeah, we have a couple listeners in Japan. My buddy Todd is in the military who lives in Japan. Yes, so I he actually see, to, see I these would... little fucking things. Oh this, yeah, this dude went to the movie theater, bought pre-movie tickets for us for Dragon Ball Z. These were like extra, t- uh, like extra prizes for buying pre-advance tickets. Hell yeah, he fucking dude. mailed them to me, dude. That's way fucking cooler <laughs> than anything America does, dude. Tom, uh, Tom. I mean, oh, oh, you pre-ordered a movie? Oh, cool. You still order? You still owe us twenty dollars for fucking pre-ordering? Todd fucking rules. Is yeah. my point. <laughs> yeah, Todd fucking rules. I love you, Todd. So I love you too, Todd. I don't so know you, but you're cool. Melor obviously appreciates <clears throat> the the Japanese food, but maybe not the Japanese cartoons. So. Melor didn't go. Me and Carlton had to fucking go, I don't know, like 90 minutes each way to Boston tonight to go see this movie in literal fucking Chinatown. We watched it in Chinatown in Boston tonight. Packed fucking theater. It was so, so 
We had to sit like in the first like four rows. That was the only place we could get two seats together. Yo, can I interrupt you? Uh, I guess. What's up? Shenron keeps giving me those fuck me eyes. Do you want me to put a, a post-it over Shenron's face or something? Or? I, I could do that. Li- I kind of like it. Makes you the red, feel wanted. Yeah. He got the red fuck me eyes for sure. Like yeah. they're passionate. And those whiskers. So oh. me and Carlton drove to Attleboro. I, d- I drank the whole way. Attleboro? Yeah. Well, Carlton goes to Boston like four or five times a week. He works in Boston at like some kind of travel company. So like he'll go to like, I asked him, I'm like, which place do you usually go to to jump on the train? And he's like, oh, sometimes I go to this place. I think he jumps on a lot of trains. Yeah, he jumps on all sorts of trains. That dude loves dick. So we're we're fucking, I'm talking, I'm like, which which of these places do you typically go to work from? He's like, sometimes I go from Attleboro. Sometimes I go from Providence. Sometimes I go from Canton. Sometimes I go from Dedham. I'm like, Dedham is like right outside of Boston. Like, what the fuck is it to drive to work at that point? He's like, That's oh, where Donnie Nitro's girlfriend works. Dedham? Yep, Legacy Place. Legacy Place? Is that a movie theater? Nope, it's uh, a big shopping mall. She works at some eyeglass center. There's a Hooters right next door. Donnie Nitro has a girlfriend? Yep, her name's Felicia. She We've broke talked up with about him about Donnie four Nitro. times in the past month. They and broke he still up. runs back like a little puppy dog, so don't put this on your show. So, I've talked about Donnie Nitro in the past. Pussy. He's the dude who will pass out flat on the floor at a bar and then pop up and try to run home whether he's a mile down the street or in the fucking state of texas tried to run home from texas <laughs> said um uh yeah i'm gonna run home I'm, I'm done i'm tired of hanging out with you guys he said oh okay have a good night buddy ran out he into walked, the parking he lot he walked out the door he says oh where the hell are we i thought we were in bristol nope 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 we're in Texas, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of relieved he's not going to Nashville. Then another time, um, we hopped in the car on the way home from that same bar where he tried to run home from. Oh, boy. And we get to the hotel. He hops out of the car and says, all right, guys, I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to run home. We said, oh, okay. I'll see you later, buddy. <laughs> well, thank God for our friend Pete because Pete followed him. And he was running towards high-speed train tracks, which oh, were... Oh, no. If he would have touched the two of them at the same he time... He died. He would have electrocuted him and did. And did. But he made it somehow. What? Thank God for Pete. Pete followed him and was like, Donnie, like, we gotta go to When bed. I say I'm relieved yep. that he's not going to Nashville, <clears throat> like, I mean uh, that. For, like, oh. the exact thing that you just said. Yep. I'm so not trying to, to fucking have so to plan a funeral after right. the trip. Right, and I if don't we have had to, to worry about anybody, it, I mean, it'd it's be my bachelor party, it's my funeral, aka. No, it's I'm just your last hoorah. But it's we'll go see some titties, we'll go drink some beers, we'll fucking hang out in some place in downtown Nashville for a few days. We'll have everyone's a good time. gonna get laid, but me. Yes. Yeah. No, I will definitely bang some Nashville poons. You better. I can't believe I just said it like that. I'm such a douche. Poons. I thought you said coons. No, that'd be racist. I think. Yeah. Well, it's racist if you don't want to bang some coons. You know what, dude? I think about that every time I'm swiping through Tinder or Bumble. I'm like, if I don't like this black girl, is it racist? It is. And then I see a pretty black girl, and I'm like, no, I genuinely want to fuck her, so it's not racist at all. Yeah. And then I see an ugly black girl, and I'm like, it's not my. It's not that she's black. It's that she's ugly. Yeah. 
I love black people. My best friend, well, one of my best friends was black. Matt Harris just passed away. We can have a moment of silence for him. Rest in peace. Love that motherfucker. I donated to his bench today. Did you buy the t-shirt? I bought two t-shirts, actually. I didn't. So for for the listener who doesn't know Matt, Matt is uh was a dude in town. He was about, what, 38? I think he was, yeah, 38 years old. He was 38 old. years old. He was friends with literally everybody in town. He Everyone. was, he was if the you dispatcher. Didn't know Matt Harris, you fucking missed out. He was one of the biggest, nicest personalities, smiles you could ever know. He was he this need big, to know fucking you. happy black dude. He didn't All need right? to know you. <laughs> he, you would walk into a place and he was there and he'd, he'd be like, hey, who are you? And, he just start talking to you. It didn't matter yeah. who you were, what He'd color you were, friends with everybody. what age you were, what um, beliefs you had. He didn't care. He was the dispatcher for Warren, uh, police, ambulance, fire, all that. And uh, he was a larger dude, like I mentioned. He went in for lap band surgery, and it was seemingly a success. Uh, about two, three weeks later, um, he wasn't feeling right. He started feeling kind of weak. He started getting a fever, and it, it turns out that he um, he had an infection from the surgery, and they, he went into the emergency room, and uh, he it it didn't. It, it was didn't, his time to go. It didn't end well. Harris was. He was almost like a symbol of our two little towns. No, like everybody in fucking town knew him. Even if they weren't friends with him, they knew who he, you knew was. Who he was. Yep. He used to hang. My auntie Cordy fucking accidentally makes appearances on our podcast sometimes. When I first met Harris, him and my auntie Cordy were serving on the rescue squad together before he was a dispatcher. And I met him when I was like 12, 13 years old when he was partying here with her when he was like, you know, whatever, 23, 24. And he was always just such a nice fucking dude. So. Me and Cordelia have like, because Cordy was tight with him. I, I wasn't tight with him like you were or like she was. But you know, he was my buddy. I'd fucking talk to him if I'd see him. I didn't. I was upset, obviously, when he passed. So Cordelia had a tough ass time. So she'll pop in here and just be like, "Hey," like that's how I knew about all that shit that we talked about earlier with a certain somebody who went a little bananas. Um. But she'd pop in and, you know, we'd talk through it. And and she popped in and told me about the bench today and all that, right? After she told me about the bench, she said, you want to know what the saddest thing is, is they posted the opening for his job today in the papers. I didn't see that. And she goes, I read it and I immediately thought of you. You should apply for that job. And... The money's not bad. The benefits would be great. Aside from the fact that you're friends with all the cops and firefighters, obviously. Like that's and not that's rotate, like an added benefit. Schedule too, so you probably can't play too many gigs. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it would impact gig life for sure if I if I tried to get it. Um but I thought about it and I'm kind of actually glad we talked about it because when I was riding the train today to Boston, I thought about You ride a lot of train. It's not a gay thing. It's a train from... No, it was gay. It was Attleboro to, to South Station. It's like Carlton's mouth. No. So I thought about it today. I'm like, the stress of that job 
having to talk people through emergencies when they're dialing 911 and calm down and do this, do that, help There's some a lot way. of bullshit calls, too. He used to post all the time on Facebook. He'd be like, oh, oh, just got another call. Is there a parking bang tonight? <laughs> like, watch the fucking news. Like, what do you, what yeah, do you think? Google you know? it, you fucking asshole. Just right. Google it. But, right. like, I was thinking to myself, like, if, if I could I deal with those high-stress situations? And then I related it to this fucking anime, this My Hero Academia, where a lot of the story revolves around the shit that happens to somebody who's typically not in a position to be able to immediately fix it. It's a story about heroes, but it's about a kid who, every step along the way, he was not meant to be a hero. Despite that, he fucking steps up and tries to be a hero. He goes beyond. So, did that just freak you out a little bit? Not really. Your plus ultra you want some you. fucking sushi. Wow, racist only a little. That's good. Oh, uh, not at all. <laughs> so, I was thinking about like that kind of dispatcher job and the high, the high like functionality of your brain you must have to be able to like navigate those high stress situations and shit. <sighs> I don't know. I'll look in. I'll, I'll look at the listing. I don't know if I'll apply. I don't know if I want a job. I think you should. I don't know if I want a job though. I want benefits. I want. Medical insurance, that'd be dope. Uh, not exactly Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdope. Yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Superdope. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but Dragon Ball Superdope, Dragon Ball Superdope, Dragon Ball Superdope. You've got no idea what the podcast is about, huh? Yeah, it's about Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's but Super, like, and it's dope. I meant the overall general attitude and aesthetic of it. Nope. Well... When we're done recording this. So what me and Brian are doing tonight, right, is I'm going to make him listen to me fucking vamp about this movie for the next few minutes. All right? Unfortunately. We've, yeah, no doubt. I'm sorry. but we, No, it's all cool. We've already talked it. for like 20 minutes about bullshit. If somebody yeah, sure has have. made it to this part of the fucking My Hero analysis, God fucking bless you. Holy sweet ball It's 2.48 a.m. And I'm going to be here until 5 a.m. Talking least, with Kyle. At least. So Kyle. we're gonna. he and I are going to talk about my hero, the movie. At least I am. And he's going to be like. When I think of my hero, I think of the Foo Fighters. Hero, my hero. So. Watch him as he goes. I've been doing this thing at my gigs, right? Well, I got my iPad and shit. So if I get Wi-Fi there. I get bored and I'll say to myself, like, what song could I probably play right now that I don't play? If Shimmer. I, if I, I already play that. I know that one by heart, no doubt. But like, let's get a, like a random ass song that I know well that I could fake if I've got the lyrics and the chords in front of me. And the other day I did that with a Foo Fighters song. I did it with uh, the best, the best of you. Yeah, that song sucks. Halfway through, legit, I thought I was gonna have a fucking heart attack, and I got so like. Well, good thing you didn't mention that in front of Pete. Yeah, I didn't know his brother died of a heart attack. Yes, sir. He had a uh, heart problem that was undiagnosed, and uh, it was his time. Not trying to be cold. Him and Harris died on the same day, right? No, two days. So, Harris passed away on Tuesday, September 11th. Fitting. 
fucking mm. firefighter guy. Yes. As were you there for the funeral at all? No. So me and Cordy were gonna go until that that shit happened the night before, and then she didn't want to go because she was worried she'd get into a fist fight. Yep. So at the uh, funeral, they actually spoke about how it was fitting that as a firefighter, as a kid, he always wanted to be a firefighter. He grew up. He finally got out of the fire department. Blah blah blah. Uh, it was just so fitting that he passed away on nine eleven when so many firefighters passed in New York. And um, Pete's brother actually passed. They say it's the tenth on the Monday because that's when he was found by Pete's but he mother. Died on the ninth, maybe. He he. It was actually last seen Cause, on because Deepa lived by himself, right? Yes, he lived in in Bristol on Barnum Ave. In an apartment, uh, first floor. So he was supposed to go over. His parents didn't hear from him Saturday. He was supposed to be there Sunday for Sunday uh, lunch they have all the time. The family. And uh, he didn't show up. Oh. So his mother oh, called. What a shitty way to like realize. His mother called, didn't answer. And she was like, oh, okay, maybe he's like out. Maybe he's, you know, doing whatever. Monday. Still didn't hear from him. Mother had the key to the apartment. Walked in. And the way the apartment was is on Varnum Ave. You walk in. It's like a breezeway. Living room. And as soon as you open the door, you see the breezeway, the living room. And the bed is straight ahead. And he was just in the bed. Sleeping. Just gone. So the mother found him. At five thirty six o'clock Monday night, two weeks ago, pouring rain. The neighbor went to Roberto's. Saw Pete, said, "Hey Pete, you you need to come." He's like, "I, I can't. Like I'm I'm in the middle of service. It's Monday night. We're uh, upscale restaurant. Yeah, you know, I'm fucking. I can't, I'm working. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm the, I'm the head chef tonight." can't do anything and uh she's like no you need to you need to come with me right now it's your brother and he's like what do you mean it's my brother and she's like oh he he's gone uh, and he's like that's how Pete had to find out and he's like from his neighbor while he was at work so she's like come with me he's matt's gone uh, matt's gone man and he's like that's so awful. so so pete Mind you, he he's working, cooking food. He's like, "Oh, Pete's gone. Like, where the fuck did he? Uh, Matt's gone. Where where did he go? Florida? Like, good for him. Like, he's gone. Like, like he's missing. Like, it's it, he didn't think like, oh, he's dead. He's just like, oh, when they said he's gone, he's like, oh, they can't find him. He's like, oh, good for him. Like, the fucking kid left. He's in Florida. He's in California." Like the kid fucking went like yeah hell yeah like he's gone, and then she's like get in the car and he hopped in the car they went went to his apartment his mother's there his father's there oh, cops man. ambulances and they had to wheel him out he was he was dead and he's like oh that's what you meant by gone he's he's gone he's dead. <sighs> Sad. I mean, for a mother 
to find the, the dirty eight-year-old no son. No parent should ever have to bury son. their child. I'm t- I'm tight with Pete's cousin. Like who? Alana. Oh, she sings good. Oh, dude, yeah, that's how I know her. Her yep. and I were in the choir together in high school and shit, and we've hung yep. out a few times since we've graduated. Like, yep. she she's one of my favorite people. She's such she's a bad a bitch, dude. She does not take any shit from anybody. She was always such mm-hmm. a leader when we were in choir together and shit. And her voice, her husband uh, runs Empire. Matt, Bullet. yeah, dude, yeah. Matt's fucking good people yep. too, and their little girl's adorable. Yep. But I didn't realize that they were cousins until like literally today. I saw a Facebook status of them going on to lunch together. I'm like, oh. Aviary, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're related. Okay. Because yep. I knew that Alana was really upset when Matt passed. Right, right. And I wasn't sure of the relationship, but cousins. Yep. So me and Melora have talked about really sad shit for like the better part of a yeah, half so hour. Yeah, happy. Yeah. So we're about to go beyond plus ultra. Uh, as I mentioned at the top. I went to Dragon go... Ball is super fucking dope. But we're not talking about Dragon Ball. We're talking about it's my super dope. It is. Yeah, no, it's super dope. Super dope. Not bad. Not bad. I'll show you some better examples when we're done. So me and Melo are gonna vamp. Oh, I'm gonna vamp again about my hero for a couple minutes, about the movie in general. I'm not gonna do too many crazy spoilers, but just kind of give you like my overall um I don't know, reaction to it, review of it. Generally, I'm, I'll try to keep it pretty spoiler-free. Melora doesn't give a fuck nor know anything about this show, so this will be fun to see him react to my general nerddom. What are you... He's, like, making hand signals with his dick and his thumb between his fingers. Is this, like, a... This is, sign language for I have to pee, and I was going to ask if you could pause it. Oh, yeah. No, you can go pee. Go ahead. Straight across the hall. Stupid ass. I don't know what the fuck this is. What do you think I am? Fucking ESL and shit? It's sign language, you fucking prick. I don't know things. My best friend's mom when I was growing up was a sign language interpreter, but she didn't teach me that. So now that me and Melo have talked about mad depressing shit for the better part of a half hour, I want to give you my general reaction, overview, and response to My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. There will be some light spoilers, I'm not going to try to get too crazy specific. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you don't want to share spoil for you. Don't fucking listen any further. You've already heard 30 seconds of boo-hoos about our friends passing away. Bitch. So now you don't have to fucking listen to no spoilers. You know what I'm saying? The download already, already counts. The metric's already there. So thank you for your service. Yeah. But me and Carlton went up to Boston, literally fucking Chinatown today to catch this movie. And place was packed. There was a good atmosphere in the theater. This movie is really interesting because it ties in directly to episode, I believe it's 58. It's just a little win. So, me and Melor. So, so the reason I was able to talk Melor into coming over tonight to talk is because Little Wayne's Carter Five just dropped. Now Carter Two, Carter Three, those are two of my favorite hip hop albums ever. Carter we, Four, we've been friends since the Carter Two. You and I have been friends since the Carter well, Two. Well, before the Carter Two, um, but the Carter Two. 
Carter Two is fucking story amazing. Story of our friendship, pretty much. You think so? Hustle music, young boy. Yo, hustling music, dude. How many fucking reckless nights have we had to hustling music? Too many. <laughs> my head to the sky, my feet on the ground. Yo. Finger on the trigger. So me and Melor are going to go over. Uh, we're going to basically listen to the Carter 5 um, in the second half of this episode tonight. But we're going to have that over on the Patreon feed. It's for free. You can go over there and listen while you're there. Please feel free to subscribe. Get in on the My Hero Academia podcast. Please do. The OGDB podcast. Get all sorts of extra super dope fun shit. But me and Melo are going to, you know, and it's for fucking like Apple reasons, really. Like Fuck Apple. Like we can't have Lil Wayne shit rolling in the background while we fucking talk about it. But if we put it on Patreon and y'all motherfuckers, you know. I don't know what that is. But pa- yeah, y'all motherfuckers. Pa- Patreon is a way for people who um, like content creators like myself. Uh, they can donate X amount of dollars a month and they'll get like additional benefits and shit. So I like it. The main draw for our Patreon is like we do this <clears throat> Dragon Ball podcast once a week, right? Me and Carlton do a podcast. I usually drag my balls. Yeah, you do. Me and Carlton do an additional podcast about old Dragon Ball from like 1986 right now. And then we're doing one about My Hero Academia. So if you pay, you know, that $10 a month fucking tier, you get both podcasts, extra episodes of Super Dope. You get like behind the scenes shit. Like it's a a pretty cool fucking package. You know, we got a few people in that tier. I'm hopeful to be able to grow it a little bit. We're at the $100 tier right now. We're, We're at $100 in terms of our monthly payment right now. Which is cool. Basically, what we're using the money for is just to like, we did a live event last month, which right, right. I dude, heard you. I heard it was packed. Oh, dude, it was it was fun. We had we had quite a few people that I I did, saw many pictures. I did not know. It was, uh, I had people that I was not friends with. I did not know who not showed gonna lie, up. Not sure what it's all about, but I saw the pictures. I saw Facebook feed. You should have came and hang out anyway, dude. And. You should next. We're we're probably gonna do I'm another impressed. one in November, right. and honestly, a good portion of it is just us talking shit and me telling my buddies to shut the fuck up because they're mad annoying. And you're good at that. Yeah, no, I'm, I excel at that shit. So we did the live event. This asshole one time choked me out in the mall. But go ahead. Yeah, but like, you kind of asked for it, no? No. You don't think. I mean, I'm not going to say that my response... Can we tell to, a story? My response to your action was not appropriate. Can we tell a story? But you were kind of a douchebag about it. Can we tell a story? All right. All right. Context. I'm I'm 17 years old. Okay? So this Correct. is 12 years ago. If you're Correct. 17, you're like, what, 20, 21? Correct. And I was dating a girl that I was head over heels in love with. Spent 15. five... Five years of my fucking life with. Fifteen. She was two years younger than I was. Not going to jail, but she's still fifteen. Yeah. So five years of my life. Um, head over heels in love. Melor, she also liked to do some coke sometimes. A little bit. Yep. So Melor made a joke about how in the middle of the Swansea Mall in front of the Easter Bunny, mind you, the Easter Bunny saw it all. The Easter Bunny did see it all. He seemed appalled. So the cops standing by the Easter Bunny came over and watched us. (laughs) I I actually forgot how it all happened, but something was said, and I said, "Well, hey, Kyle, 
at least you don't like my girls like I like my whiskey. And he's like, uh. What the fuck does that mean? And I was like, oh, you know, 15 years old and mixed with Coke. Didn't turn over well. I, I ended up getting choked out in front of the Easter Bunny. I grabbed Brian by the trachea. Funny joke. And put him down on the ground. Bad timing. And, uh, yeah, I haven't had to do that. I didn't have to do that for a long time until last year when we got into a fight at the football draft. And I don't remember what you said then. Well, I dropped you, actually. No, I had you on I a headlock dropped, on the ground. I dropped, well, yes, I dropped you first. And then you put me in the headlock. But why did we start the scuffle in the first place? Because you drafted fucking Peyton Manning in the first round. I have no idea. I did draft somebody who was retired yeah. pretty early yeah, it was, on. it was bad. But, I was wasted. I did a draft six hours before that. But we were both laughing. And um, Brian Alexander, the redhead... But he, he he pulled me, well, we were both on the ground. He pulled me off of you. With, you had me in a headlock. Not going to deny that. Yeah. But he was like I pulling me off. He was like, you're a sick fuck. You were laughing. And I'm like, yeah, it's Kyle. Like, Yeah, we're not like actually trying right. to murder each other. Right. We just got fucking aggravated with each other for a minute. Right. And it was. We're not you know what it is, other. dude? Like that dude's not like our fucking. He's not my friend. I do could walk by me. He could walk by me in the street right now, and I I wouldn't even know it's him. But I've been like, if with I tapped you, you like, and I was like, "Oh, Kyle, I'm dying," you'd be like, "Oh, done." Yeah, no. And it, same if you were but like you oh, and I have been oh, friends for like melons, 15 years. Melons, I've met I Brian breathe. like I'd three like, times oh, in my oh, life. Oh, sorry, bro. whatever. So yeah. Melor makes some inappropriately timed jokes occasionally. Yeah, occasionally, but it, it's all in good fun. Dude, I don't going, hate anybody. We're going on 40 minutes of not talking about this My yeah. Hero movie. I kind of yeah, so think it's fucking one hilarious. Time, remember the time of Feds when we were playing fucking uh, something called Duty or something? Call, this was years it must ago. must have been Halo. I don't play oh, Halo. Duty. Is Halo. Yeah. Some guy's like, Maui, Maui. Motherfucker, I'm from Maui. You remember what? that? No? No. Oh, well, were we playing online or Fed, something? It's probably me, Feds, and I'm Mondi. We were playing online. And some kid's like, Maui. Maui, Maui. And it was, not going to lie, so uh, long story short, it was kind of right after 9-11, and um, I have a cousin who actually passed in 9-11. She was in the 100th floor of the first uh, trade center. They got hit. Rest in peace, Jennifer Kane. Look her up. Villanova. Rest in peace. Um, so we're sitting there, and this fucking guy, we're in the, like, the loading queue, and he's like, oh, Maui, Maui, oh, fucking Maui. So I go, oh, yeah. What does Maui mean? Because he's from Hawaii. He's from Maui, Hawaii. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I was pissed off. I'm like, oh, say Maui one more time. I'm going to hire my fucking Arabian cousins to fly a plane into your coconut hut and fucking blow it up. Imani and Feds lost their shit. <laughs> Absolutely lost their shit. Like, or pissing their pants laughing. I shouldn't have said it, but you say you you say a lot of things. And I was a prick. You shouldn't say back in the day. I'm gonna be 32 in December. Give me 10 years. I was a prick. I honestly am sometimes surprised with some of the shit that's left your mouth that you're not dead. 
Like how somebody hasn't at least beat your ass. I was like, I've like choked you out a couple of times. That's no big deal because we're buds. But like, that's like two bros just scrapping it out. Bros. I was accepted to Johnson Wales, Miami, right out of high school, seventeen years old. That's like a Afro. fucking pre primo jerk off fucking school. If you want to go be a hard old douchebag, Afro, J Woo, Miami. Uh, Holy fuck, Afro earrings. Uh, chain with the Tigger pendant that was 3D. What's even Tigger worse Zirconia. is that I was friends my with mom, you when you had that look. My mom, Cecilia, C -C. Cecilia, the Polish princess, she's the best. I love would you, not let me go to Johnson Wales, Miami. Yeah, no shit. Because you would have gotten your ass my beat. Mouth, I would no. I wouldn't go to my ass beat. I would have got my ass shot. <laughs> I would have been dead. I would not be here today. Yep. If it wasn't for Cecilia. Sissy. That's what she's doing. I can't call her Cece. If Brian if Brian Senior would have been like, Oh yeah, son, go ahead, don't know. You got a Miami. death wish boy? Go ahead. Go on Here, to Miami. Here, here's my credit card, go down to Miami. Either he would have been in fucking debt or I'd be dead. Surprised he's not in debt anyway. So yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's what happened. So my Hero Academia is a movie that I saw today. <laughs> I like Macadamia Nuts. Like, they're in ice cream sometimes, no? Macadamia Nuts? Yeah. Well, this is academia, meaning like a school and shit. Oh, so it's a, uh, yeah, whatever. All right, so Academy? I'm going to give you guys like a real brief on-the-surface review. Give me yeah. five minutes, Melons, and then we'll I'm talk Polish. about whatever. So me and Melons are going to review... The Carter Five after I'm this Polish. on the Patreon page. Okay, yeah, we sure are. We're gonna listen to it. It's live, gonna be for free. Patreon.com/slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Patreon. Wanna... So real quick, before we review the Carter Five, that's how I got Melor here in the first place. This is basically talk about the fucking Carter Five. Um, yeah, it was supposed to drop last fucking week. It was supposed to drop like fucking five years ago. Well, yes. First of all, it was supposed to drop five years ago. Then last week, I was at Donnie Nitro's house watching Thursday Night Football. And uh, it was the Nitro. Browns. The Cleveland Browns somehow came from behind. Yep. Won the game. Heard it was beautiful. Not that any Dragon Ball fans watch football, but... I don't really give a shit about football at all. But they won. Except Tom Brady. That's the only football I give a shit about. Yeah, right I'd now, it's him. not going well. I'd fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. Who wouldn't? You'd come inside him. Yeah, even and though and hope he got pregnant somehow. Exactly. Yep. Even though it wouldn't happen, it couldn't happen yep. biologically speaking. You I mean, hope to impregnate him. I'd let him and come hit your wagon me. to that dude for at least I'd the next let, eighteen. Years. I would let him come inside me and hope it impregnated me. So for real, then we don't Disney. We'd be rich, and my our future kid would be you know America, the next best quarterback. America, God shed His grace on me. Anyway. We're going to talk about the Carter Five, but on the surface here. This that was my, supposed to come out last week. This My Hero movie. 46 minutes into our recording here. This My Hero movie, right? Uh, if It ties into episode 58. So basically, the episode 58 wraps up. It's like a non-canon episode. It's that weird episode that a lot of us either loved or hated, where they did like that big romance mystery bullshit. And at the end of it, all Might gets an email from his niece, Melissa. Oddly sounding American name, isn't it? 
And she's like, what up, Uncle Mike? Yo, we having some shit go down in I Island. Why don't you come visit me and my fucking dear old dadu? And uh, we'll surprise the piss out of him. It'd be wild. The piss. So he's like, all right, cool. And he goes and scoops up Midoriya. And they fucking hop on like a little tiny ass fucking plane. Dick. And they go to I Island. I Island. I Island. Is that like a real thing? It's I, the letter I, dash Island. It's not a real thing. So it's what, like Pokemon? Kind of. What I Island is, is a place where all of the best Pikachu's. scientists, uh, they can all live there. It's like an artificial island that's like overseen by America uh, that floats all throughout the fucking oceans and shit. So that way so villains... like an eye? Like an eyeball? I like the letter like, I. But is there, is there a giant eye? That oversees all. No, this ain't Lord of the Rings, man. I don't know why they picked the letter I, to be honest with you. It makes no sense. There's a school there of very talented inventors and scientists and shit who want to help heroes fucking dominate evil but they're and not, shit. they're not real. No, they're totally real. Okay. So everybody goes to I Island once a year for some big-ass hero expo, right? All Might, being the top hero, he gets the invite, duh. Plus, his buddy Dave lives there. Dave. Dave, literally. That's not very Japanese. It's not. He's an American dude. So All Might, in the beginning of the movie, they show flashbacks of him. He's a foreign exchange student who comes over to America to do his superhero studies in America. He's Dave. And he studies. And he comes to America. No, no, no. All Might. Oh, okay. All Toshinori Might. Yagi. All right, that's all. Toshinori Might. Yagi. I he, like that. He from Japan goes to he America. He from Japan. You're racist. Oh, that's not what I meant. He is from Japan. I, he from Japan. So he goes to America. You, you, you need to leave that now. I wish that you had a fucking Fu Manchu. I really do. So, so I do as well. So he goes to America on a foreign exchange Super. student program. Yes. Yo, you know my mom's trying to get a foreign exchange student right now? Your mom? Trying... Maria. Yeah. Maria. Maria is trying she to get Jackie. Uh no, she's trying to get. Oh, she get Nori. Uh, you're getting too racist. <laughs> oh, so she's she, super happy. She is trying to get a uh, a Korean foreign exchange student, but oh. something got fucked up with his visa from, from the Seoul. Maybe I'm not South sure. South Korea? Maybe I I don't know. From the Seoul? I don't I don't know. Well, you know I don't Seoul. know where he's from. I know you he's know from Seoul, Korea, but that's South it. Korea? I don't Do know that he's from. Do fucking you get it Seoul. though? Do you get it? Seoul, from the South Seoul, Korea? South Korea. Yeah, I oh, get you it. From the Seoul. You're getting too racist, Melons. How is that racist? You know how it's racist. So, oh, Toshinori Yagi's get this fucking invite to go to I Island. And he's like, what up, Midoriya? You're coming with me. And he's like, that'd be Midori. dope. Midoriya. Azuku. Deku. He's got like three different names. We'll just call him Deku for the sake of fucking simplicity. Okay, he's, like, he's like, hey, what up, Deku? I'm going to this island. You want to come? And he's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm coming. Stroke me off. Stroke me off. I'm coming with you. So they go to this island. And basically the idea is there's all this like pre-private party access that Midoriya and All might get access to. But some of your fucking typical characters show up. Momo Yayorozo, the richest bitch who makes fucking things out her tits. Quite literally, like she's milk. there. What? Like milk. 
Um, no, not milk. Like, so what Momo's power is is she can create anything, but she has to use like the lipids and the fat in her body. So like she consumes calories every day, right? And then she can use that energy and the lipids and the calories she consumes to make things like fucking swords or like fucking cannons and shit. She's wild as shit. But she gets obviously very winded if she were to make something big, like a cannon, like she does at a certain point in this movie. Yeah. But bitch is super rich. She got into UA Kokoda without any test, recommendation only. She in there. So yeah. you know she's mad powerful. She got private passes and shit. She's bringing like mad people from class. So she brings a Chaco or a Rocco. Ochaco. Ochaco Taco or a Rocco. She brings <laughs> uh, Jiro, the fucking chick with the fucking plugs in her ears. In her ass? Nope, oh. in her ears. So basically, she's got earlobes that like extend down to uh, like pl- like uh, headphone plugs, basically, that she can like plug into like a wall to like be able to listen to people and shit. Or like she can plug it into the fucking ground and like be able to like use the things on her legs to blast some shit at motherfuckers, rip up their days. She don't give a shit. So. Everybody goes to this island. Coincidentally, everybody's there. Baku goes there. Todoroki's there. Kirishima's there. Everybody from class UA is there except Jirio or whatever the fuck his name is. Dude with the big ass tail that looks like a big thick dick. But what it's just, the fuck? it's a weird thing. He's like a kung fu master with like a fifth fucking limb, but that big limb is a quote unquote tail, but it looks like a big old flopping cock. It's weird. So he ain't there. He's like the only main. Super weird. It's super weird. He's like the only main dude in class 1A who doesn't show up. Um, Everybody else at least makes an an appearance. But uh, you got some cool moments. You know, obviously, um, All Might having to be the symbol of peace. He needs to be in public for this public, um, whatever, display or celebration of heroes and the science behind them. He needs to be in his muscle form at all times. So... When things go down in this fucking movie, it starts with a hostage kind of situation where All Might is also taken hostage. Now, again, I'm not going to try to get too spoilery with this, but with All Might being taken hostage, obviously that gives way in the story for the kids to be able to be like, oh no, some shit's going down. I know that we're a bunch of little kids with superpowers and shit, and legally we're not allowed to do this, but yo, we're about to jump in this bitch and save the day. So they do just that. Zuko Midoriya in this movie, a couple of people asked me when I was posting about it earlier tonight, is it canon? Does it fit in with like the main storyline of the anime? Do you like children? And I said, yes. Nobody asked us that. So people asked me if the story in general fits in with the anime. And honestly, it, it could, but it wasn't in the manga. It's not considered canon. Um, it could realistically, if they make, if they really wanted to make a fit, could. It's one of those stories that it all happens within a fucking day or two, so they could squeak it in if they really wanted. But purposes of this, no. Um, Deku does get a nice little plot armor device uh, to use in terms of equipment given by Melissa Shield, uh, David's daughter. So a lot of the story, you know, it starts off in the past and it shows young All Might with David Shield working together while he's an exchange student in America. David is not very Asian. 
He's from America. He lives in California. But you just said he's an exchange student. No, all my the exchange student from Japan who goes to America and him and David Shield, who is from California, USA, become friends. Got it. His name is David Shield. David Shield. Yep. That's gay. He's like a top scientist in the fucking world and shit. Shield's not a real last name. I mean, actually, no. I've I I've met people with the last name Shield. I've talked to them. It's not real. You're not real. So I'm fake. All of the background stuff Sorry. or the or the the, the flash I don't mean to be a asshole. Too late. All of the flashback stuff happens uh between a young All Might and a young David Shield working together in this American fucking exchange student setup. And they fucking rock it. They do. Seeing young All Might whoop some ass is fucking amazing. And then seeing how David Shield basically comes in and compliments his life and helps him with the, you know, the equipment upgrades or whatever is very cool. Um, then, you know, the current part of the movie, now that All Might, you know, it's very much set between seasons two and three where the embers of one for all, uh, they're really not. They're all for one. They're not. I mean, all for one does make an appearance toward the end here, but uh, the embers of one for all, they're not really there anymore, but he still has to be able to maintain that hero form. So um, even though he's not really able to combat crime like that, now that Midori is there in this present day, him and Melissa, David's daughter, are able to kind of carry on that same dynamic that young All Might and David had earlier in the film. So outside, and it's like a real simple plot. It's basically hostage situation, ascend the tower, take back the security system, Beat the main boss, and the main boss is basically a fucking Japanime. I'm old enough to call anime Japanimation. Why is there a monkey staring at me? Um, that is uh, a like a a replica of a monkey head from. Nope, that's like the original. Yeah, I mean it, yep. it's it's pretty real looking, but it's from Planet yep. of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, probably worth like thousands of dollars. Put your weed in there. The pouch in the bag. Melor is just flipping this Fuck monkey you, off. Monkey. I'll put the picture of the monkey up on the Instagram if you want to go follow us at DB Super Dope. Please follow. Yeah. Melor is freaked out by this monkey. He hasn't been able to unlock eyes with it ever since. It might rape me in the butt. You wish. So. No. The story of this is very, very simple, and Midoriya has some convenient plot armor built in by way of a device that Melissa... Crusty the fucking clown is right next to it. Oh, my God. I'll take a picture of the whole shelf, Mel, and it's just let me get through the rest of this fucking quick plot. Sorry. Synopsis. The main takeaways that I have from this movie, even though the plot is super simple, more or less to the point, it's super enjoyable. Good utilization of all the characters... Uh, the important ones, you see some great team-ups in terms of some of the more powerful UA students team up to be able to beat some you know, pretty powerful villains. Um, Kirishima, Todoroki, Bakugo, Ida, Uraraka, Deku, that's like the main cast in terms of the, of the, uh, the students that you can expect to see throughout the movie. You see everybody here and there. The only one that's super underutilized to me is Tokoyami. You'll be pissed about it. Tokayami's in there for like 30 fucking seconds. So. Sucking a dick. No. He's not even sucking a dick. He's like walking on the street. He's not using dark shadow. Sucking a dick. You're sucking a dick, dude. So. Your mom. My point is, Two Heroes was a very fun movie. 
It's a movie that makes sense with the canon. It's got some really fun emotional moments that still tie into the overall character arcs and the themes that, you know, kind of unite or carry over from season two to season three. Super fucking enjoyable. Seeing Young All Might is worth it for the price of admission, for sure. But to see Deku and All Might work together to take down a villain, dude, I cried. I fucking cried. And I don't give a shit if you're about to laugh at me, Melons. No, I cried too when they both started swallowing each other's loads. Wow, dude. It's always, it the, gay, it's always the gay stuff with you. It meant a lot. It meant a lot. Yeah. So now that Melor is outed as a confirmed homophobe about... Uh, no, I love everyone. I don't care what you do in life. I love you. You just love to make fun of people that swallow loads. No. That's not who I'm making fun of. Who are you making fun of? Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're making fun of me for the wrong reasons. No. I mean, I'm just trying to be an asshole. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't even know who, who, those two, who those two young gentlemen are that you speak of. Deku and All Might? Yeah. Toshinori Yagi and Izuku well, Midoriya? I mean, all Might? It sounds like he wants to suck dick all night. No. All Might will fucking kill you if he hears you say that he stupid probably ass could. shit. No, not probably fake, could. So? Well, I mean, he's a cartoon, but... Yeah, so it's fake. But the idea of All Might by himself could kill you. He's a powerful fucking character. If you say so. I I do say so. So anyway, now that me and Melons or Melons has listened to me freak out, mostly spoiler free of the uh, My Goku Hero Academia dies. podcast. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Goku dies. So My Hero He's dead. Academia, two Goku heroes. Goku is dead. If you haven't been able to see it, it's going to be dead. It's going to be in theaters through October 1st. Don't see it because Goku dies. Go see it because it's a fucking amazing film. Goku dies. The Goku dies joke has not been funny since the first time you've said it. Never mind the sixth fucking time you've said it. So take a goddamn break, okay? <laughs> the My Hero fucking movie was amazing. Go see it. It fits in with the story. It's not part of the canon. It's a really fun time. And your have- hero dies. Nobody dies. Everyone dies. Oh my god, my people are gonna hate your guts, dude. Yeah, probably. Sorry, I love you guys. So go watch Deku and All Might fight Japanimation Magneto. All Might has sex with his sister and then gets killed by his father. This was a mistake. Still a good movie, though. <laughs> so now me and Brian are gonna go listen to the Carter Five straight through. Bit. You can hear the audio for that at patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. It's going to be up there for free, but while you're there, consider uh, joining the Patreon. Please do. OGDB Super Dope. Please donate to never have me back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking I might take my mobile podcast rig to fucking Nashville and just record. So, like, we're going to drive down in a van to Nashville. It's like a 17 hour it. drive. No stop. We might not make it. We might make it. We might die. We're not going to die, but we just might not make it. One of us might die. Here's Mello. Oh, Pee-wee's going. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be the one to die. Yeah, for sure. His liver can't hang with us. He'll die. And he's a Yankees fan. Yo, 
we were in Boston tonight. We walked out of the theater in Chinatown, and a big fucking yellow bus pulls up as we're trying to cross the street. It says Yankee on it. I'm walking by the fucking Ritz Carlton, and there's like 10 dudes waiting there in their Yankee gear trying to get autographs. The fucking Yankees get off the bus as I walk by them, and I'm like, How's that wild card spot looking, assholes? Dude, yeah. The Yankees are getting off the buses. Me and Carl were getting out of the movie tonight. They say this, like, oh. They didn't say shit, no. Like, there was oh. barely anybody off the bus. Like, yeah. when we walked by the bus, the bus driver was opening the door. Yeah. And that's when I saw people inside the bus all having Yankee shit on. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. But it was weird to have them in, like, a, a nondescript yellow bus that it said Yankee on it, but not the Yankees. It wasn't in their logo. It wasn't like a flat black kind of text. It was weird. But until I saw into the bus, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it was the Yankees, dude. What? Hey, who loses their first round in the NCAA? Yeah, we might. (laughs) We really might. Let's go, Red Sox. Let's go. Sweet Caroline. Bop, bop, bop. We saved Jacoby. One time, me and Melor wrote a song, and we saved Jacoby Ellsbury from getting traded to the Minnesota Twins in the offseason of 2007 and 2008. And then we played the song to Jacoby Ellsbury's face, and he already knew about it because his cousin Alexis. Yeah, I know the song. Pump it. Yeah. Yo, just pump, pump it. it. Stop the autograph signing for us to play the song. And then the manager got mad at me because I didn't call him ahead of time. To let him know that we were gonna be there, and I was like, "Yo, dude, I'm like, I'm like three, seventeen three guys. years old. Three guys with an acoustic guitar. It was Piss. me. It was me, you, Feds, and Martinelli was there. Yeah. So four guys, four guys and an acoustic guitar. The manager was pissed, and it was snowing outside. Right. We waited Snow in the storm. snow for two we, hours. We took the train. Yeah. We got to eight in the morning to get there. I can't believe I was pissed. I can't believe we've gone an hour. Out you of all you didn't stuff. let us know you were gonna be here. Like, Would have uh, gotten you up here when the cameras yeah. were here. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm literally, I, I'm gonna graduate high school like in a few months. So uh, yeah, I was like 18, 19. I'm I like, might have just graduated high school actually, but even still, I'm like, buddy, I just graduated high school like last week. <laughs> Douchebag. Seven. So yeah, I was 20 years old. I was 20. Yeah. Well, it was right before I turned 21. And I'm like, dude, I can't even buy alcohol and you're going to be an asshole. Douchebags. What's your problem? Douchebags. Douchefuck. Douchefucks. So, me and Melon's going to head over to the patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope, listen to the Carter Five, talk Patreon. some more bullshit. So, go check it out. Patreon. Uh, it'll be up there for free, but consider joining. And uh, that's going to do it for this special extra episode of Super Dope Plus Ultra and or I'm going to put it out on the fucking Super Dope feed like yeah. to my normal listeners because Super Dope fucking rule Dragon Ball Super Dope and then yeah. how do I end the show I go I'm going to raise my hand with a peace sign go fuck your face forever then 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 then